we get to uh, tip off tonight's show by talking about uh, BYU basketball history being made this past Saturday in Spokane as the Cougars, for the first time in BYU program history, defeat the nation's number one ranked team. What a night. It was, it was a great weekend, but uh, Saturday night was really special. I, I think that... Uh, you know, when you look at it from in a broad picture after the game's over, it, it, it is um, is pretty amazing. The way the game actually played and how we felt as we were going through it, it seemed pretty it seemed pretty normal, you know. But uh, uh, you know, Gonzaga has been playing so well; they've been so consistent all year long. Um, but our guys, I, 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 you could just tell our guys had a, a real feel to them that uh, you know there was confidence. And we talked about it in the pregame show about what does it do to the guys to know that we've won a couple games there before. And there's a lot of those guys that have been there uh, and, and played in that game. Uh, but then there were a lot of guys that hadn't been in that, that situation. But um, the way, the way we, 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 there was so much dialogue about actually going in there and winning this game and what we have to do and what are big pieces to, to, to upsets like this and, and all kinds of things. And about six minutes into the game, I figured, well, that was all a waste. <laughs> We're 16 points down. But uh, the guys never gave up. They never gave in. Uh, we had some great individual efforts to get us back into the game. And when we got we, we cut it to three, then it was a six-point game at halftime. Uh, we went into halftime and really talked about what we had just done the last eight or nine minutes on the floor to the number one team in the country. And uh, I think guys really started to, to, to think that, uh, you know what, we can make this happen if we go do it. Tonight's player guest, Nick Emery, uh, hit halftime having not scored a point, and then the two shots he makes, those two threes he makes back-to-back in the second half were just huge. What a what an unbelievable run right there when we were just kind of playing the game back and forth, 7-9 to nine to 11 to 7 to 9, and then Nick pounds those two threes, and the game gets real then. And then a couple minutes later, we take the lead. And I really told the guys in one of the huddles, hey, once we get this lead, watch what happens. This thing will really turn. And uh, and it was a game. I mean, it was awesome. You watch it, and it was back and forth and back and forth. And, uh, you know, big plays on the offensive end, big plays on the defensive end. Yoli fouls out, and then we bring Corb in uh, to kind of match their size. And we don't have a big offensive package with Corb. And so we, we kind of hold the ball a little bit, and we start setting high ball screens, which is – kind of what other people do but we, we don't do that a lot it's not just kind of what we do but but Eli and uh, Nick and TJ just really made the right plays and we got big shots and Eric made a big shot bringing Karnowski away from that basket yeah. he doesn't like to come out that far and you notice that we you know Eric makes that big shot and then the next possession down Nigel's got him you know Nigel's guarding Eric because they know that Karnowski's his place is down there uh, you know, at the basket, that's where he feels the most comfortable. And uh, we got the ball screen and, and missed the shot, but Corb rolled in and got the big rebound. And I think that's when everybody knew, hey, you know what, this really – all we have to do now is just be, be right and, you know, we can win this thing. On that key play, Shem's busy with TJ up top, yeah. uh, and, and uh, that, that gives Corbin some, some freedom to get down low, make that play. In front of Jonathan Williams is a great rebounder. I was talking to Corbin after practice today. I said, you're probably the only guy in America, you are the only guy in America who, say, who can say he's won three times on that floor. Yeah, that's, that's pretty impressive. <laughs> and he, uh, you know, we were talking about Corp today in, uh, to the media when we were having uh, our post-practice media session. And I was asked a couple questions about how he feels or, you know, what the, the situation is now. And, you know, after, after two months, basically, 
he, he feels way more comfortable in this basketball uniform. And you just watched him in practice today, and you could see that this is a way different kid than we got two months ago. You know, he, 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 lateral quickness is, is way better, but just the feel of being out there on the court is much better for him. And and uh, and we're going to need him. You, you know, this 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 LMU team, uh, really athletic guards, and then they have size. They have six eleven. They have a seven footer. This Peter Herman's playing a lot more, who's a really big kid, and so. Uh, you know, hopefully we can we can find this combination where Corp can really help us here. And LMU, of course, is a BYU's opening opponent at the West Coast Conference Tournament, which gets underway Saturday. It's a 1 o'clock Pacific time tip, so 2 o'clock here in the Mountain Time Zone. We'll talk about the Lions and uh, what they have in store for BYU and how they look different with Herman, among others, now seeing a starting role. Uh, before we drop uh, Gonzaga completely and leave Spokane, uh, you've had three consecutive locker room celebrations in that building. Uh, they've all probably been pretty fun, uh, and, that's, and, and that's, that's kind of one of the best things about this experience, too, is to celebrate with your guys after something really meaningful. You know, especially with this team in this situation. I mean, we, I actually felt like um, the national celebration for us and our team would be the weekend before. I really thought we'd come out and play well against St. Mary's and beat a nationally ranked team on our home floor. And when that didn't happen... Uh, I mean, you can just see the guys were really, really disappointed. I talked about, you know, how they tried to come back to practice and keep their heads up. That's a great group that, you know, that, that keeps fighting. But they were down, really down. Because you, you just kind of think, you know, we didn't get St. Mary's nationally ranked. We didn't get USC there nationally ranked. We get, are we going to get in a shot at this thing and actually break through on a national scene with this team? And uh, the way we played at Portland really set us up to – Took all the pressure off of everything. We got a big, another big road win. We'd won two road games in a row now for the first time. We beat San Francisco and, and then Portland. And uh, I think that that, that kind of jump-started us and just gave us the confidence to be able to go in there and execute and play well. And then, the, the, I mean, you have to talk about this, the pressure of what Gonzaga was trying to do. Uh, and, you know, the game, the, the game they had the night before, they won by like 58 yep. points. Shot like 60-some-odd percent from the field. I'm telling you, one of the really, really hard things to do in the Thursday-Saturday set, what we just went through nine straight weeks, Thursday-Saturday, Thursday-Saturday, is to have both of your games come easy. Usually one of those games is a real battle, and then you know the other one is, is you know might be a little bit easier, especially for the top teams. If you just look and go through how St. Mary's has, has won back you know weekends and, and Gonzaga wins weekends, it's hard to play two really, really good games in the same week. And, and the game that they played at San Diego was not good. I mean, it was off the charts. It was, uh, it was just unbelievable. You beat a team on their home floor by almost 60 points. Yep. You're, you're playing pretty well. So we, you and I opened last week's show uh, talking about Jimmer and how I said uh, on PTI, uh, Kornheiser and Wilbon had Jimmer as one of their topics, and they talked about him again for a while. Well, this past Monday – there was PTI and BYU was again in the list, and it was about BYU-Gonzaga. And it made a lot of national news. And, and uh, you've been a busy guy the last couple of days because a lot of people have been ringing your phone to talk about what you guys pulled off on the weekend. You know, everybody's got a, a radio show, it seems like now. It's amazing how many are out there. And I think most of them called Kyle Chilton. And I just said, Kyle, I'll do them all. I mean, I, I, let's just see. You know, I'll talk to whoever wants as long as the timing works out. And uh, so I've done quite a few uh, you know, national shows. And, and I, I think that the story is not not, not uh, so much 
BYU beating the number one team, which it is here in Provo because it's the first time our school has ever done that, our basketball program. But on a national scene, it was more 29-0, and 0, a perfect season, and that's a big, big story nationally. It doesn't happen very often. Right. Very few teams have ever gone through a regular season undefeated. And the fact that they were denied that, uh, I think, is what most people want to talk about. And so the feedback you got as you were talking with these folks, uh, how, how was it in relation to, 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 to the BYU team? Well, I think, I think the, the best thing for us is that we were able to kind of get out there to a lot of people in a lot of different places, how young our team is, the future of our team, what we believe that we can still do this year. But, uh, you know, look out. I, I really believe this team's going to be pretty good, and I think that uh, other people are starting to believe it. All right, we'll take our first break. Uh, we are coming your way from Malawi's here in the shops at Riverwoods in Provo for a fast, healthier, and family-friendly dining experience. Come to Malawi's Pizza and enjoy any of our gourmet pizzas, pastas, salads, and dessert pizzas. We're located in Provo, Lehigh, and Spanish Fork. We do the show in Provo every week. Speaking of dessert pizzas, today I'm told is National Peanut Butter Lovers Day. <laughs> There's such a thing. And uh, they have here the Reese's S'mores Pizza, and it's going to be a popular item tonight. I, t I have a sense. We'll take a break. This is BYU Basketball Dave Rose on the new skin Cougar IMG Sports Network. Welcome back to BYU Basketball Dave Rose here on the new skin Cougar IMG Sports Network. At Malawi's Pizza here in the shops at Riverwoods. TJ Haas, Coach Rose, got hot in that first half. I think it was three consecutive threes. I think it felt like yeah. that uh, when you guys had that rough start, brought you back in. It made a huge play uh, and got a penetration and got the ball to Eli in the corner for the first, you know, we, we, had, about, we had two points for quite a while. And then we... EJ, I mean, Eli was able to bust that three, but then he, he hit a couple shots himself. And, uh, and, and those, you know, Nick and, I mean, uh, Eric and Eli and, uh, and TJ really made some just great individual plays during that time when we were trying to, you know, just get back in the game. And we got some help from Gonzaga. Obviously, they missed quite a few free throws during that run. But, but that's when it started to really, you could just tell that, the free throws are a little bit harder to make. You know, senior night, trying to win 18, you know, trying to win all 18 conference games, trying to go undefeated. Uh, and, you know, I, I think that there's something about this weekend that, that is a, a little bit lost, uh, but so impressive to me as the coach of this team and to watch this happen is that, you know, we've been a team that's that's been pretty good at home and we've kind of struggled on the road. And we go out, to, you know, we come off a loss with St. Mary's and we got to go out and, and finish this thing and what kind of fight are the guys going to have and how are we going to play and who's going to lead out and, and will we look the same and all different kind of things are running through your mind as a coach and you know we might have had as much adversity in this these two games as we've had all year and we overcame it I mean we we get to Portland and Yoli can't play okay so you take that situation Yo started the last 16 or 17 games last road win for us he was 23 and 17 mm -hmm. And so he's not going to be in the game, starting Braden. And then TJ gets himself in foul trouble and only plays about 14 minutes in the game. And we still kind of handled that game, okay, as like we did. And it was, it was a lead from start to finish. We got in. We got out. We looked good. We, we moved the ball well. Uh, it seemed like the, all 40 minutes we were kind of on attack and together. And then we go in the next night, you know, at Gonzaga with all the, the odds against us. And, you know, Yoli's – uh, ankle still not you know feeling that well and he fouls out of the game and uh, you know we, we get a bunch of guys with two fouls early in the second half but to be able to overcome uh, you know those things on the road now you know that your team is actually kind of coming together and you're actually you've got because everything doesn't go 
like planned, like it's planned. I mean, that's the, that's the course of the season. That's why, uh, you know, you, you've got to be ready for about anything. And you look at the Warriors right now. I mean, they're they just they, you lose KD for how long? Yeah. You don't know. And uh, and you have to figure out ways to overcome that. And, and the, the fact that our guys were able to do that with uh, some really shots being taken at them. Brayton had a, a terrific game against Portland and Corb. You know, gave us great minutes. Dab and Stephen Bayo gave us quality minutes. And hopefully we've got everything working here as we go down to Vegas. I think he got 24 bench points over the weekend. He yeah. had only six, I think, in the previous three games. That's another element. Uh, you talk about how great it was to win those two games on the road. Some other things that may or may not have gotten maybe lost in the weekend, as big as uh, Gonzaga was. We talk a lot about, uh, 20, you know, now it's 21 wins. You've won 20 games or more every year. You've coached at BYU. But you've also won double-digit conference games in every season you've coached, and this, is, uh, this was a 12-6 and six year. And something else that I wanted to bring up, the way you guys close years, close regular seasons. You've coached 12 regular seasons, and uh, in those 12, 11 times you've been either 4-1 and one or 5-0 and oh in the final five regular season games that puts you into the springboard into your conference tournament. You've, you've had guys that really, really seem to come together and put something solid together right when it matters at the end of the year? Well, I think that that's, you know, if anybody ever asked me, you know, what's the best part of coaching at BYU, and that's it, is that, that these guys are team guys and they stay together and they're competitive. And it's hard to keep all of that together uh, in, in any situation, but you get a lot of help here with the character of these players, and it just seems to, uh, to kind of – the older guys teach the younger guys, and I think not only is it uh, expected, but our guys, uh, you know, they, they want to be playing their best basketball at the end of the year. And and now we're gonna we're gonna jump into some real interesting waters here because uh, this conference tournament it's it's the, turn, the conference tournaments are tremendous. It's like the state tournaments here in the high school, and everybody knows the urgency because you only get to play. If you win, you don't get to play. If you lose, you're done, and you, and you go home. And, and everyone feels that, and everyone knows that if we win three straight games, that you know something really special is going to happen. You get to the NCAA tournament, and uh, and so we'll see how we, we respond in that real urgent uh, pressure kind of situation. You used the phrase older guys, younger guys a minute ago, and uh, Saturday in Las Vegas, it's going to be the older guys and younger guys. LMU starts only juniors and seniors, mm -hmm. and you start only freshmen and sophomores. Yeah. And so, our, you know, like I said, it, it, it won't be long until they really feel what's going on. And LMU, if everybody remembers, is a long time ago. All, we got to go all the way back to uh, 2016, I think, is when we played them the first time. And, and they had us down 18 points in the first half, and it was – our first road road game uh, as a, as a team, and I think I don't really think we all understood what we were in for. We played two home games and won them both pretty good, and then we got out there on the road. Oh no, we played one one uh, home, home game. game Santa Clara. Then we went back out on yeah. the road, and and uh, the guys responded well in the second half. But uh, hopefully, we can we can do a much better job for all 40 minutes. That was New Year's Eve of 2016, Coach mentions. All right, as we head to break, one quick thing. Uh, this was a week for post-season uh, conference honors. Two Cougars on the first team again. Every year you've been in the West Coast Conference, you've had at least two, you've had two first-teamers. This year it's Eric Mika and then TJ Haas. Eric's a soft and TJ is a freshman. TJ is the first BYU freshman to go first conference or first-team all-league since Danny Ainge back in the late 70s. Really? So TJ getting the... The nod is pretty remarkable as, as a freshman wow. in this league. 
Um, so that's notable. And uh, Yoli Childs and TJ both make the all-freshman team. And, and uh, of course, Nick was on the, uh, on the second team last year and was part of the freshman team then. So clearly you've got a solid core of guys who are already pretty decorated. Then you had, Yol then you had uh, Elijah this week, who was a national player of the week and a conference player yeah, of the he week. He was a conference so. player of the week, which qualifies you for the national The Oscar of the Robertson week. deal. Yeah. And uh, he was selected there. So, um, and, and I, you know, we, we all know that this, uh, this group has got a lot of potential. The, the, and the issue is to, to figure out how we can bring it all together and stay consistent. And uh, I think that, you know, if I could change one thing with this group going, going through, you know, and do it over again is that it's uh, – it's you know if KD and LJ were were not going to be able to finish the season, I wish it would have happened way early, you know, so that we could uh, kind of find ourselves. And then Elijah missing those ten games, it, it just it made us kind of reinvent ourselves two or three different times. And then these younger guys that are coming off the bench, I wish we could have developed them a little bit more. But I think they're coming around now, and hopefully we'll we'll be able to, to get some real consistent play uh, here in the, in the month, of, month of March. Okay, coming up after the break, Nick Emery is back with us. He was with us for the first show of the year. He ends our season uh, on the final show as a team captain. Just a word about uh, Nick and the year he's had before you bring him on. Well, you know, Nick is such a competitive guy, and, and every one of us as coaches just loved, loved to coach him. And he's, he's, uh, he's a real coachable guy. He understands – uh, team, he understands winning. He, he's a kid that came from, you know, a program where they won state championships, uh, and he's always been kind of, um, you know, the lead dog out in front. He's he's always been, you know, really talented and big scorer on his team. And uh, this year we've asked him to do, you know, a little bit more as far as defensively to to latch on to the best offensive player on the other man's team, the other team, especially the the perimeter guys. And uh, I think he's had a little bit of adjustment, you know, trying to figure out uh, all that energy that it takes to, to, on both ends. But uh, the one thing that you can count on, Nick, is that he's going to make big plays when it's time to make big plays. And, and I, 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 uh, I love that, uh, you know, that about him. We all have confidence in him. And the other night when he was struggling a little bit from the field, we got him to the free throw line on that technical and kind of, you know, missed the first one but got the second one to go. And then I just thought, you know what? That, that shot going through is going to lead to two or three more baskets here. And uh, the two that he hit were really big. Massive, yep. Yeah. All right. And, you Nick know, he, he had a really big shot in there last year, if you remember. Right? It, it was, like, it, it was uh, right. late in the game. It was a three. Right in front of our bench. Yep. And he'd had, you know, some struggles, but he jumped up and deep two. and yeah. drained that thing. And so he, he's a clutch guy, and I'm sure glad he's on our team. All right, Nick is next. We're taking a break here on BYU Basketball. Dave Rose on the new skin Cougar. IMG Sports Network back to Malawi's after this. Every jumps a pass to Haas, makes the NBA three, gives to Nick, open three, takes it, makes it, there it is, Nick Emery with his first field goal make tonight, and the Cougars with it four at 60 to 56. That's where it was as the Cougars were making their way back from that seven-point deficit. He makes the three. One more would follow. It was a ball game after that, like Coach Rose said. That was last Saturday in Spokane. This is Wednesday here in Provo. Welcome back to BYU Basketball. Dave Rose here on the new skin Cougar IMG Sports Network, KSL News Radio, BYU Basketball Facebook Live, and BYU Cougars Periscope. And please welcome for this regular season finale back to the program, sophomore team captain Nick Emery with us here on stage. Nick, thanks for beginning and ending our show with us this year. 
Yeah, no, it's good to be here again. As you reminded me, uh, your first appearance came on the night of a blizzard in late November, right? Yeah, I remember coming here with my wife, and I was a little bit late to it, but you know, <laughs> we made it on time tonight. And here you are, uh, family as well. Uh, tell us who, uh, who all came at your table there. Yeah, so my whole family, my dad, Derek, mom, Patty, wife, Sarah, my sister, Annie, and of course, Jackson is my brother. And then Trayton is Jackson's son, as well as McCade, and then my sister-in-law, Sharice. And uh, Jackson brought tonight a, uh, a, a Jackson Emery era practice jersey that he signed and you signed and Coach Rose signed. And we'll give that away here in a commercial break coming up in just a few moments. And Nick, it's an exciting time of year for me, uh, Coach Rose. I'm sure the guys um, have something a little special uh, in their heart and mind when uh, conference tournament time comes around. Fair to say? Yeah, you know, this is a, a good time of year and we're obviously excited going into Vegas. And, uh, you know, we're playing well as of late and hopefully we can keep that that confidence going into tournament time what's your perspective of what the team did this past Saturday in Spokane you know it was an awesome win it was a good confidence boost for all our guys and and you know to to beat the number one team on their home court was was fun you know the locker room was was lit after and you know that's that's one game we'll never forget and hopefully that can can spark something big here in the future as someone who's won multiple games now at the kennel what does it take to beat Gonzaga on its home floor you got to play well you got to you got to stick to our, our game plan I thought the coaches did a great job of, of getting us prepared and we had no pressure we just had to, to let it all out and all the guys responded well and we we played really good what's the key to coming back from down 18 to 2 <laughs> well we were shocked when that first happened you know but it's you just gotta, you just gotta trust your guys. You gotta trust the guy next to you that he's gonna make the right play, and you know that's what we did. And TJ hit some some big time shots to to get us back in there, and then obviously Eric was a beast all game. And you know it's a fun time, definitely to be a Coug. And you had to be happy to knock down the shots you did uh, when they came those those back to back threes. Yeah, finally. You know I've I've always struggled shooting in there, but you know my my teammates had, had confidence in me, and I'm a confident guy. And you know uh, I was I was fortunate to to knock one down and. You know, coach gave me that, that one free throw. And I made it, and I, I just needed to see the ball go through the, the rim, and you know, those next two shots felt really good. And Coach Rose, uh, the environment there, even though 99% of the folks in the building are against you, you can still feed off that. It's a great vibe in there. It really is. Those, those, I mean, our student section is as good as any in the country. And this, this is different for these guys. It's not only that they come there and cheer for their team. I think they kind of get bored cheering for their team. Their team just it wins over and over. And so it's kind of turned into a, like, a, like a concert or a party or something. I mean, they're, 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 the timeouts and, you know, before the game, they're all jumping around. It's from, all celebration yeah, all night long. Yeah. That's what it is. It's, it is some type of celebration. And I think a lot of them are celebrating that they actually got a ticket and got into the game because it's a smaller venue and they don't, it doesn't hold a lot of people, 6,000 or so. But, you know, when you talk about Nick and his game the other night, I, I think about so many things defensively that he did for us. But offensively, a play late in the game when he drove that thing and the whole defense collapsed on him and he kicked that back to TJ right at the top of the key. And, I mean, it was he was, he was wide open. There wasn't anybody within 10 feet of him. And, you know, TJ's going to hit that thing probably seven, eight out of ten times. And that was a huge shot. But what a, what a great play because he was in there. He had kind of an advantage. And so everybody collapsed to try to take it away. And uh, those were the kind of plays that uh, where I was talking about before where I believe this team is really, uh, you know, starting to, to, to become a team where they trust everyone and we can do some special things. Nick, you're a guy with some range. How would you describe T.J. Haas's range? Unlimited. Holy cow. <laughs> when he took that third three in the first half, I, I literally just started running back to get on defense. I knew it was going in. You know, everyone was confident that was going in. He had hit two in a row, and, 
You know, you give that guy space, he's going he's gonna to shoot it and knock it down. I saw a great tweet from you yesterday uh, complimenting and applauding your teammates for their all-conference honors. You were on that all-conference list last year, and this year you see Eric and TJ get some great recognition. And, and uh, it, again, it just bodes well for the future of this program, the number of guys who are, are, are grabbing attention for all the right reasons. Yeah, you know, it's incredible. Um, those guys work their, their butts off, and, and you know, I'm, I'm grateful for them as teammates especially because they, they do put in work, and you see it, and, you know, it feeds off of, off of them to the guys, and, you know, we're, we're proud of them, and obviously they got a, a bright future ahead of them. A couple quick thoughts about uh, the challenge you have against LMU uh, Saturday in Las Vegas as you get conference tournament play underway. Yeah, it, it brings back memories from the time we played them up there, you know, being down big. They're, they're a tough team. Um, they're athletic, um, but we're, we're definitely going to prepare, and uh, hopefully we can play well like we did last weekend. And, Coach, I, I can count, including the LMU game and the Gonzaga game, three, four games this year where you've come back from down double digits uh, to, to come back and win a game. Yeah, and, and you know, we, we've been through some, some, some really tough, uh, you know, especially on the road, some really tough situations. And most of it, I think, relates back to foul trouble, you know, that we get guys in foul trouble, and then we're trying to play lineups that we're not – really familiar with but I think that we are a lot more familiar with those lineups now and so we can kind of get through those minutes a little bit better this will be interesting you know how, how many, there were a lot of free throw shot in the game in the marriage center uh, the game was called a lot tighter than the game in uh, you know in, in LA when we played earlier so that will be interesting to see but but LMU plays defense really uh, wild I mean it's it's a it's an aggressive style where they're trying to take the ball from you and, uh, Even off inbounds plays, and, simple and, inbounds plays. And Mike, you know, Mike plays a lot of guys, and so fouls are really not an issue for him. He's kind of moved, narrowed that down a little bit in the last few games. But I, I don't think that he, he – I mean, he feels really comfortable almost 11, 12 deep. And you go five times 11 or 12, that's a lot of fouls. And I think we, we saw a lot of them at our place. And so this is going to be a physical game. And uh, – and I think they're one of the hottest teams in the league. I think they've – St. Mary's has won four in a row, and I think LMU has won three games in a row. And so, um, you know, they're, they're, it's a team that's got a lot of confidence. And and we start the tournament. Those are always games that, uh, you know, are a little bit, little bit interesting. It's the first one out of the shoot. And uh, I like it in, in the fact that uh, we'll be able to get to the arena a little bit early and, and get some shots up because we don't have any time in the Orleans to practice or anything before the game. So – um, you know, these new guys that haven't been in there, it'll be good to get in there maybe a little bit longer. When you play the second game, sometimes it's 20 minutes. It's that's, all, that's all you got, well, and then, bam, the, the, the tip's up. But that's what you're guaranteed is 20 minutes. So if you get an overtime or if you just get a lot of fouls and the game goes long and TV yeah. wants to start it on their, uh, on their schedule, then you get 20 minutes. And uh, so the, the first game is, is better in that respect. BYU and LMU uh, in the quarterfinals Saturday in Las Vegas. You know how many f uh, fouls LMU picked up against you this year in the two games? I don't know that. 53. Yeah. They're, they're pretty aggressive. That's a big number. Yeah. Uh, we'll come back. Nick Emery's taking on the 10-question pop quiz right after this. Nick will have the quiz, and then we'll have questions for Coach Rose coming up after that. This is BYU Basketball. Dave Rose on the new skin Cougar IMG Sports Network back after this. This is BYU Basketball with Dave Rose, live from Malawi's Pizza. For more, let's rejoin the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. With 10.34 to play, Emory and Nick Emory back-to-back threes, and the Cougars winning one at 60-59. to 59. Welcome back to Malawi's for more BYU Basketball. Dave Rose here on the new skin Cougar IMG Sports Network. That was Nick Emery. 
Dropping bombs Saturday in Spokane as BYU beats number one Gonzaga. Cougars and LMU in tournament play this Saturday. All right, we're going to wrap things up with Nick Emery by him taking on the 10-question pop quiz. Coach Rose has been through all of these. He sees how they go. Uh, Nick's kind of coming into this thing sight unseen. Here we go. Question number one. Your first career points in a BYU uniform were scored in last season's season opener with UVU. Were your first career points scored on a two-point field goal, three-point field goal, or a free throw? Two-point field goal. Two-point field goal. Correct. Nicely done. Who had the assist? Do you remember? Kyle. Kyle Collinsworth had the assist. Way to go. Uh, yeah, BYU went up 12-2 on that basket, by the way. Uh, who are the only two players with more career three-pointers than your brother Jackson? Chase Fisher and I want to say Mike Rose, but I don't think it was him. Uh, but Chase has definitely got to be one. Okay, or not. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> Jimmer Fredette, guy named Jimmer Fredette, had, uh. two, had 296. And then J Jonathan Tavernari had 265. Oh, JT, oh, really? of course. So Jimmer yeah. and JT, then Jax. By the way, Nick is sixth on the career list already at BYU in career three-pointers made. He's just a sophomore. So uh, 0 for 2 on that one. But we're going to pick it up. Here we go. This is multiple, this is multiple questions. Famous Nicks. Famous Nicks. Okay, I'll give you a clue, and you give me the Nick we're talking about. Santa Claus. St. Nicholas. St. Nicholas, very good. Um, B, one of the female singers in the band Fleetwood Mac. This is too, this is not fair for you, because Dave and I would get it, but no, you're you, just too young. You, Dave, what would, you, me? what would you say? Stevie Nicks. Stevie Nicks. Stevie Nicks, there thank you, you coach. Uh, boy band singer. Nick Jonas. Nick Jonas, also acceptable Nick Carter from Backstreet Boys. Uh, okay. I, I would not have got that. <laughs> That's right. We went one error and then the other. Uh, former USC Trojan, current LA Laker. Nick Young. Nick Young, a.k.a. Swaggy P. And yes, BYU played Nick Young back in the day. Uh, successful college football coach. Alabama. Nick Saban. Nick Saban. And finally, famous American actor. Two really popular answers. Oh. But you have to be old like Coach Rose and me, perhaps, on this one. We'll take Nick Nolte or Nicolas Cage. Nicolas Cage. On those ones. So those are famous Nicks. Go. All right. Uh, which teammate would you nominate to be a contestant on Jeopardy? Eric Mika. <laughs> just sharp? Yeah. He's just, just a sharp. sharp. He knows his stuff, and he's very witty. Okay, good. All good answers. Uh, uh, Eric and, uh, and Dav were high in the, uh, oh, yeah. right, in the honor roll thing this Absolutely. year? Absolutely. Okay. Uh, say... The phrase, I would like some strudel for my wife, please, in German. Ich möchte Strudel für meine Frau. Thank you very much. <laughs> We're not going to call him on that. Is that right, Greg? We presume that's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, name this implement, which is commonly used to file fingernails. Oh. I don't know. The crowd is saying emery board. It's <laughs> an emery board. <laughs> Couldn't even tell you. Yeah, okay. You'll never forget it now. Uh, it's an emery board. Uh, question seven. It's spelled the same way, too. Question seven. What is your career low 18-hole score on the golf course? Ooh. My career low? Yeah. 65 Ooh. in Arizona. Wow. Yeah. He shot a 65. Legit. <laughs> Legit 65. I'm uh, a competitive guy. That's why. <laughs> question eight. Uh, which player on the current BYU roster has started the most career games? Me or Eric, I want to say. Probably it's you. Eric. Is it's it you. It's oh. you. 62 you career go. starts. Way to go. Uh, share a saying or a phrase that Coach Quincy Lewis used a lot as your head coach at Lone Peak. <laughs> or may still use now with you. 
Right, Eric? I mean, right? Are you kidding me? <laughs> and question 10. Going after Eric. Of BYU's last three games at Gonzaga, how many of the Cougars won? <laughs> Wait, say that question again. Of BYU's last three games at Gonzaga, how many of the Cougars won? All three. All three. You got it. There it is. Thank you, Nick Emery. Good luck in Las Vegas. Appreciate it. Guys. All right, Thank more you. BYU basketball. Dave Rose coming up after this. Stay with us. Receive up two. That was fun. BYU basketball at Gonzaga on the weekend. This is BYU basketball with Dave Rose here at Malawi's Pizza. As the Cougars get ready for the West Coast Conference Tournament, uh, Coach Dave Rose, that was really the objective on the weekend, was let's see how the Zags respond if we put them in an unfamiliar spot. And they've, they've been so good that, yes, they had never trailed in the final nine minutes of any game this year. And the possession before that, we got a great look, and it went in and kind of rattled around. It was deep and came out, and then you start thinking, you know, are, are we going to be – I mean, then we got a big stop and come back and get another chance right at it and put that thing in, and it, it – it, uh, you know, it, it changed the whole feel of the night and from, wow, this team's hanging around to, wow, this team actually has a chance to win the game. And uh, we finished it off. All right, it's BYU Q&A time. We've got a wireless mic here for the audience at Malawi's. Intern Luke Beeston has the mic. And uh, who do we have first here tonight, Luke? Thank you, Greg. We have Willis here. He has a special comment for you guys. My comment is for all involved in our enjoyment of sport. It's obvious that we wish our teams to succeed because they reflect on those organizations we share and identify with, no matter the sport or organized effort. So, as the basketball season comes to playoffs, people need to know that their followers appreciate the efforts of those coaches, athletes, and others we never see that work to bring us, the fans, the finest combinations currently possible. Yes, we mean everyone that has anything to do with the scheduling, game times, preparation, and broadcast arrangements. Our enjoyment is enhanced by all those efforts. So, congratulations to Coach Rose and his staff. Congratulations to the men's basketball teams for their efforts through the season and Congratulations to Greg Rubel for his enthusiastic radio play-by-play -play as the voice known to the Cougar Nation. Thank you, thank you, and thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That was awesome. Thanks for sharing that. We appreciate that very much. And uh, when he talks about a lot of people that fans may not see, you work with those people every day. Yeah, there's a lot of them. And... Uh, and they're all happy right now. I, I, everywhere I go around campus, uh, they're all pretty, uh, pretty excited about that big win. And, and you know, the, the, the thing about it is with that are, you know, kind of changed expectations. And hopefully that, uh, you know, you beat the number one team in the country and everybody believes in your group. And hopefully we can live up to it and win some games here. All right, let's take one more question before the break here, Luke. Awesome. We have Craig Gell here. Tough one. Uh, which win was more exciting for you? your win over top five San Diego State in Viejas Arena, or your win over number one Gonzaga in the kennel? Wow, you know, they're, they're so, they feel so similar, you know. Um, I think that uh, the win the other night uh, in a situation with our players and where our team was, 
um, I think that probably feels so much better be, just simply because this group has had an expectation and, and it's been hard to actually find a consistency with this team and to actually be able to do that I think is a great jump start to because I, I feel so good for not only the players but the players families and their brothers and sisters and their their cousins and parents and those people have all kind of waited for something really big to happen with this group and um, that was a big win on a big stage and I, I'm happy for them all plus it happened a couple of days ago, and another one happened <laughs> a long time ago. I don't really remember how I felt. I was happy flying home, though. I remember that. Yeah, all right. Thank you for that question. We'll take a break. We'll come back with some last couple of questions and comments for Coach Rose here on the New Skin Cougar IMG Sports Network after this. TJ, 18 No! Oh, he put it back! 19.7 to go! BYU by four! That was more from Saturday in Spokane. Welcome back to BYU Basketball. Dave Rose here on the New Skin Cougar IMG Sports Network. Mark Durant and I just yelling Kafusi, you know, and that's the way it went as he stuck it back on that putback, and BYU hangs on to win it, and what a win. Q&A for Coach Dave Rose. We've got about a minute to squeeze a couple more questions in. Uh, Luke, who do we have here? All right, we have a quick question from six-year-old Landon. He has an important question about the tournament coming up. Hi, Coach. How do you feel with the championship trophy in your hands. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that feels really good. I think what's even more feels even better is when you get up on that ladder and you get to cut the net down for the last time. So hopefully we can, we can do that on Tuesday. And that's been fun for Coach Rose over the years, too. Uh, final question tonight, I think. Thanks for the question, little buddy. Awesome. We have David Fiso, and he's from Orem. Hey, Coach. Just wondering, what was the first thing you said to your guys in the locker room after the historic Gonzaga win? Um... Probably something really profound, like way to go. <laughs> way to go, guys. <laughs> that was awesome. Uh, we did talk for quite a while about a lot of things, and uh, uh, they were exhausted. I think we were all kind of exhausted, but that's, those are the special times of being a coach is when you get a chance to be with your guys and everybody is feeling great about what we just accomplished and what just happened. And Because um, every win is not like that. Every win sometimes guys have filtered off because – Maybe they got in foul trouble or they didn't get what they, you know, really expected. But not that night. That, that's a special night. And everybody, like you said, will remember forever. Yeah, absolutely. All right, uh, folks, thanks for the questions. And uh, Coach Rose, we'll come back with you and get some final thoughts as we look ahead to BYU and LMU and Las Vegas as WCC tournament play gets underway. That was BYU Q&A. We'll come back to close things out here on the new Skin Cougar IMG Sports Network. So back here at Malawi's Pizza in the shops at Riverwoods for BYU Basketball with Dave Rose here on the new skin Cougar IMG Sports Network. BYU and LMU playing in Las Vegas on Saturday afternoon. First time you've played these guys in Vegas, Coach, in uh, three years. Back in uh, 2014, you saw them uh, in the first round. And God win, that was an Anthony Ireland team, right? Yeah, and I, re I remember that was a, a really hard-fought game. Max Good was the coach at the time, and... Uh, and Anthony was a handful for us. I mean, he was—he had some of his biggest games in that game, in, in, in uh, you know, against us. And uh, you know, their their point guard now is is kind of similar. This uh, this Brown, he he uh, has had big scoring nights, uh, and is really hard to stay in front of. That's going to be a real key for us, because once he gets past that initial defender, um, he, he can really be dangerous as far as being able to finish shots. And Haney is shooting the ball really well right now, and he's finding him and you know for shots. And then they're dumping it off to their big guys. So we're going to have to keep that guy under control. All right, it is BYU and LMU with a 1 o'clock Mountain Time pregame and a 2 o'clock tip on Saturday. That's it for this season. Well, tonight and this season of BYU basketball, Dave Rose, we'll talk to you next year. 
on the new skin Cougar IMG Sports Network. Good night.